Hello, social workers, mental health professionals, and change agents. Welcome to season number six of the Social Work Brands Podcast. I'm your host, Bash Moreno. Saludos a todos. Greetings, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, tapping in wherever you are watching or listening to this podcast. We appreciate all the love and support. Gracias a todos por su apoyo. Definitely continue to tune in, tap in. Uh, I can't believe it's already season six, uh, three years in of uh, the podcast. So I appreciate all the love and support. Uh, definitely uh, tune in, tap in uh, on IG at the, the Social Work Rants podcast. That's all one word on Twitter at Social Work Rants. And hit that like button on uh, Facebook, aka Meta, at type in the Social Work Rants podcast. Hit that like button. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Bass City Entertainment, your home for holistic online self-care featuring poetry and Zumba classes featuring uh, my poetry book, Trying Through Pain, How to Maximize Your Full Potential During Hard Times, available on Amazon. And also, I'll put the link in the show notes so you can get uh, personalized autographs uh, through a, a special uh, link as well. And also, uh, the sec. The second hottest book of 2022, <laughs> Latinx and Social Work, Volume 2, is available in English and Spanish, Amazon, number one bestseller, two days of release, and I have today one of my fellow co-authors co- of the book, uh, Beauty, how you doing? Yeah. I'm good, Bob. Thank you so much for having me here. No, no, absolutely. Uh <laughs> We we gonna we gonna get right right into it. For those who don't let's know, let's get into it. <laughs> for those that that don't know uh, who you are and what you do in our amazing yet challenging field of social work, let people know who you are. Hi, so I am Beauty Whitfield. I have been a licensed clinical social worker for um, almost going on eighteen years. I've been in the field that long. Um, working, I have my own private practice, Beauteous Mind PLLC. It is serving those who are looking to really heal, mostly uh, people of color who have stigmas or histories of trauma. And so I specialize in a lot of trauma work, um, anxiety and depression. I've been in the field working in child welfare as well, serving children and families, reunification, um, residential, etc. So been there for <laughs> for quite some time and I still don't have a gray hair so I say that you know I think it's been a good run then <laughs> lucky you <laughs> yeah my chinny chin chin if I don't shave I, I look like uh Ron, Ron Isley with the with the beard <laughs> so, <laughs> so. exactly I'm also gonna put in a plug as well I'm um, besides being a co-author I am a speaker I do have uh, a podcast called Beauty is Me podcast, and I'm also a coach. So I have a coaching program, um, coaching women who have limiting beliefs. Wow. Awesome. Tell, tell more, more about that, because I, I, I follow a lot of people who focus on, on women, and rightly so, uh, you know, as women are definitely... Uh, under yeah. marginalized, um, especially you know, women of color, especially uh, Latino, Latinx, Latina women, um, especially with everything going on with uh, immigration has been a hot topic for years. And I mean, it's not just us that are immigrating into the U.S., but you know, the media likes to focus on, on, 
on us immigrants, but you no, know, what do you see? What are you seeing in your your line of work? What What are you doing uh, specifically with with the women that you serve? So I'll tell you. So a lot of women um, have what we call gremlins. Gremlins are limiting beliefs. These are the beliefs that you are not good enough, not smart enough, not pretty enough, not this. So these are the words. These gremlins can take over your entire life. And so when you have the perception that you're not good enough at something, you're showing up at work, you're you're not going for promotions, you're not doing certain things because you feel you're not good enough or you're not worthy. It's the same thing that applies into your relationships and into your finances. So if you don't feel good enough or worthy enough or you came from any kind of backgrounds with um, money mindset, you struggle with that. When you struggle with feeling like you should reach a certain level in your finances or not be in debt, et cetera, because you don't feel worthy of. And so when we work on your limiting beliefs, what we're doing is we're targeting where it's coming from, where these beliefs have stemmed from, whether you heard it from religion, school, um, from your own home, TV, whatever influences that you've had, trauma also impacts that. What we do is we kind of go deep rooting into finding out where those stemmed from and then trying to alternate those thoughts. Because the more you have those thoughts, the more those thoughts impact you. And so everyone is like an AKA survivor of limiting beliefs, right? So the I'm not worthy. So myself as a trauma survivor, it's the I'm not worthy enough. And so when you think about the I'm not worthy, I had a coach tell me, my coach told me actually a few weeks ago, she was like, why are you stalling and getting up to this level with your business? Um, she's like, is it a fear of, or is it that you don't feel worthy of? And that kind of struck out for me. It was just like, wow, I thought I did some kind of work in it. So when you work through these things, and what I do is I use a cognitive behavioral therapy approach in order to really assess where those thoughts, feelings, and behaviors come into play and how they impact you. So in, in, in essence, with the coaching program, we really go through an eight-week course where we're diving into these thoughts. And once we've identified these thoughts, we go into replacing these negative thoughts, but then we also go into some of the goals that you have, like your biggest vision that you've had of yourself mm -hmm. and how, where, how do you get there and what do you have to do in order to get there? Because what happens is when we limit ourselves, limiting belief, we don't believe we can get to that next level. No, no, absolutely. Is that kind of, sim from, from your perspective, is that kind of similar to like imposter syndrome or, or, or you go even, even more deeper than that? It goes even deeper than imposter syndrome because imposter syndrome shows up in certain spaces, mostly work-related, mostly maybe social-related, depending on social statuses, but that is mostly related to like your deep-rooted belief about yourself. And so if you think, again, I'm going to use myself as an example, the I perspective is I am a trauma survivor, I am not worthy enough, and so I go on. And even in my past and past relationships that I was going into, they weren't relationships that were of value, of worth of me, because I didn't feel that worth of myself. No, that's, that's very, that's very powerful. Um, now, you think um, COVID has or the impact of COVID made things even harder or or maybe not, maybe for you in your work, but also uh, as COVID impacted like the women that, that you serve? And, and if so, what way? In what way? So I think COVID sat everyone down. 
COVID left to everyone. And it was like, you either have to sink or swim and we got to figure this out. And what I have seen from COVID is a lot of people did some deep diving and self-reflection into themselves and, and looking at some of these patterns and behaviors that they've consistently had and felt like it was the right time to start either therapy with me or to be mentored or coached. And that's because you kind of sit in a cycle in a pattern where you're just tired of the same behaviors. So when you're busy, the hustle and bustle, the having to take the train, the bus, go to work, come back and this and that, you know, you're not able to kind of think of things because you're just going through like a well-oiled machine. You're just mm-hmm. going through the processes, going through the processes, everything is status quo. But when you have to sit down and everything shifts and changes and you start sitting and reflecting, this is why they were saying like there were higher divorce rates. People were mm-hmm. like, well, maybe, you know, I don't think I really liked you, you know, <laughs> where people were really evaluating things and situations where I feel like there was like an awakening, but also a collective trauma that was going on. So an awakening that people felt like, oh, maybe it's the time for me to get the help now. But the collective trauma that was happening kind of also shifted things into perspective. So either it made people's mental illnesses worse or either people took it upon themselves to make it better. So there there was like this collective force that was going on. And what we have seen, and I think a lot of clinicians have seen, is that there's been an increase in more people um, seeking therapy because it's little by little starting to become a little more normalized. It is still a stigma in the Black and brown community, um, but it is being normalized. And the ones that I see looking for therapy or seeking therapy more without like, any vergüenza are the 30, the 20, 30 year olds. It's still the ones in like their late 30s and 40s who are just like, all right, I gotta start therapy, but I'm not really sure about it. Right. No, uh, I, I definitely see see that, you know, in your 20s to 30s, definitely, you know, more receptive to it. And it's definitely the stigma is kind of like, Breaking little by little, and you know, mm-hmm. um, you know. Fortunately, people want to stress men- mental health when uh, a celebrity passes away and stuff like that. That really everybody want to exactly. talk about it. But you, know, you and I and people we know, we've been doing the work for a long time. It's like it's been it's been happening, yeah. I just want to talk about it. It's been because happening. It's tra- yeah. Because it's trendy. Just that everything is more visible now, right? Oh, exactly. Yet. Everything is more visible now. Murders, um, police shootings, mm-hmm. you name it, crimes. Everything is much more visible because everything is much more recorded. Before things were happening a little bit more beyond closed doors where you wouldn't know what someone was experiencing in their household. Matter of course. Er- everybody's like, get, get get your phone out, record it, record it. So, so it's like... Exactly. It's, it's out there there's all these different apps and like citizen app and all this other stuff that's like you you're gonna know something like in, in real time or people do dumb stuff and they exactly. go live and they do something they're not supposed to be doing so it's it's just yeah. uh it's a lot of overload it's like you go on social media and already see like some something <laughs> like dramatic it's like 7 38 o'clock all right i'm done for the day <laughs> you haven't even got to work yeah, yet and you're exactly. already you're already exactly. like, tra- traumatized because you saw something crazy. Um, so yep. it's, it's, it's a lot, well, definitely a lot going on. And I don't think we uh, mentally were able to have that 
capacity to really have this set kind of like sensory overload is like you watch the news and it's like <laughs> it's always like some drama with the news and you go on your phone and it's like yep. either somebody died or it's like a big fight happened or some police shooting ball shooting or celebrity dying is like something so there's always always something yeah it's it's just a lot going on um let me touch on real quick tell me about your your podcast before we get into your the book and your and your amazing chapter yeah so the beauteous um, me podcast is a collection of healing stories if you will so all of the um, guests that have been on the podcast have shared their story. I always ask that's the first question. I always ask my guests to share your story. So how they've overcome whatever it is, whether it's been trauma, whether it's been a bad relationship, finances, um, having a spiritual awakening, um, shifting into uh, different spiritual um, beliefs because of whatever experiences that they've had. Um, really triumphant stories of healing where they want to share with the listeners on how they've overcome that and providing them tools and resources. So I always ask them, give the, you know, um, listeners some tools or resources. I've also had authors come in and sharing their story. Again, it's their story on what they've experienced. It's it's, it's literally taking you a, a place of complacency to resiliency. So um, the podcast is really there to motivate others and to provide them tools and resources that they need in order to continue to grow. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. I definitely, definitely got to check it out. <laughs> add, yes, add, yes. <laughs> add, add, add something else on the list. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so so the book, Latinx, Latinx and Social, Latinx, Latin <laughs> get it correct. Latinx, Latine, Yes. <laughs> Uh, in social work volume two um make if you again if you haven't and uh, without s- sounding biased but sounding biased at the same time if you haven't read you this book, book you gotta get the That's book it. Period, you gotta period. get the book and you have to read it yep <laughs> from, from front to, to back is just uh you know powerful and, and it's it's okay reading it because obviously like you know we met with well, like just a couple times um yeah and then to from meet and greets to read something so personal was like oh snap and it's like kind of like kind of takes you back like yeah uh, like kind of like oh snap this is like this is powerful for somebody to really share like that I don't don't even know but we share we share a space of this is this, this book is forever so it's like I would be part of something so great, and um, you know the event was was great. I was I, I've been anxious from the day it was announced what date it was. It was like <laughs> how how I'm gonna make this happen? Like yeah. how many days I need to take from work? <laughs> so it was like uh, anxiety uh, driven event, but it was uh, you no know, beautiful, a great turn. It, it was a great turnout. Uh, meeting so many young social workers social work students and just meeting everybody finally like face to face instead yeah. of <laughs> a, a, a ig live a or a zoom or <laughs> or listen right. to a podcast or something so it's like you know really uh you know amazing now uh mm-hmm. your your chapter 
uh, Thriving in Chaos, page 217. (laughs) Thriving Uh, in Chaos, yep. So so for those who haven't gotten the book, give a little little taste on what your your chapter is about. Yeah, so I will say that writing this chapter was really hard because it was the very first time I opened up and discussed my brother's passing. Um, my brother passed of a drug overdose in 2008, no, 2009. Um, and so it was really, really hard and devastating for the family because it's something that no one would have ever, ever, ever expected. And so having to kind of expose those family secrets as to how we got to where we were and where we are right now was really difficult um, because it was this was my story to share, but obviously everyone else has a, a, a different version or a different story of you know, my brother's passing, but this is what was, what was from my lens, but seeing how much some of that, that's just a snippet of like a bit of a trauma that my family experienced, but my own personal traumas and seeing how much I've thrived in chaos and at times still thriving chaos and that addiction to busyness and having to kind of do, 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 um, has been, has been hard because it's like, I really can't, you know, I'll, I'll share with this part. Thriving in Chaos really came from a therapy session with my therapist. When we were, you know, we're doing EMDR, and we're, we're doing a lot of like inner healing with my past traumas. And, um, you know, I'm addicted to that busyness. So I have my full time. I have my private practice. I have a podcast. I have coaching. I have, you know, whatever speaking engagements. I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm posting on social media and I'm trying to be, you know, I have a father who's really sick with Alzheimer's and heart disease and being there and with the sibling. And so it's like being pulled in so many different directions mm-hmm. um, that you don't realize that you're busy. And you because you're so used to busy, yeah. you don't even realize that that's not even that healthy. And so when she was like, have you ever realized that you thrive in chaos? I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. Run back at me. It, it was interesting because it really sat down with me where it was just like, wow, this has been my life. I have literally been thriving in chaos. And that has been like, not that a word that I'm claiming, but it's been my story. Mm-hmm. And it's been something that I've been a, more mindful of when I'm starting to see the busyness and my body's like, all right, sit, sit down. I'm recognizing and saying, all right, this is a thriving in chaos. Relax yourself, relax yourself, relax yourself. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, that that that's so real, especially you know, you know growing up in New York, that's <laughs> we like the hustle and bustle, that, that's right? It's a natural hustle and bustle. If you see somebody walking slow or whatever, it's like get out the way. <laughs> You're walking too slow. Get out the way. And you... and I think not only that, I think it even goes deeper into like being a first generation immigrant. Mm-hmm child of immigrant it's like they've hustled and bustled and so you kind of picked up on that like that's the way of life is that you have to have this consistent busyness yeah i don't know where exactly i got i got it from i guess just from covid kind of like reset and it's like you know having some money here like having like these little little money 
uh, multiple streams of income that one disappeared. I was like, okay, now I need to find like the next yeah. one and what what exactly that's going to be and and learning stuff and just moving to a new state, home, like everything, and then like, finally having like my dad moving in with me and it's like dealing with that like same thing i'm like podcasting or i've had like five social work jobs during this whole pandemic so it's like yeah i'm always on on the go and like wrote wrote two books <laughs> this year and it's like i got married this year while writing the book so it's like always like on the go it's like what like what's next so it's just yeah it's kind of already like in our genes like there's no slowing down like even like last year but there needs to be some yes. slow down though yeah even though yeah your, your yeah. body your body would be like your body will tell you your body will be like <laughs> be like pass out on the couch and be like next morning <laughs> exactly so definitely exactly. definitely need to uh the slow down needs to happen for everybody for everybody but but it goes back to like know people going to like grad school and people who got to work or or mm. juggle internship they got working full-time you know myself I had a full-time job going to an internship and had a had my son <laughs> and like night duty called waking up and like doing you know the feedings and changing diapers in the middle of the night yeah. and doing the so it's like it's always that that grind is like always there and it's like it's almost like the American way <laughs> yeah yeah Unfortunately. i don't like it no more <laughs> <laughs> no not 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 at all um no but thank you for for sharing you know that that piece i know them. how how was that like sitting down and, and writing and i know like what like editing I and all that i cried i had a lot of anxiety i cried i had to pick it up and put it back down a few times i cried because i was that was hard that was hard to you know Obviously, it's been 13 years that my brother has passed, and it's still, the pain is softer, I would say. That, that's what happens with grief. The pain is softer as the years go by, but the pain is still there. You know, the shoulda, coulda, wouldas are, are still there, that they creep up sometimes, even though, the, you know, the wise mind says there, you, there's no shoulda, coulda, wouldas, but there's still the emotional mind wants to come up with the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, and I could have saved, and I could have done this, and what if, you know? No, yeah, that, that's that's just, you know, natural, even with my own story, like, yeah. like, think about what is, or, like, and all, all this other stuff, and, you know, like, I did, I did what I could, and, and my, my story is still uh, evolving as, uh, as the kids <laughs> get older, yeah. and it's like, yeah. So it is is life and it's like our our stories and and you know it comes it comes with the territory. Life just has a yeah. funny way to be like, all right, this happened to you, but you gotta like there's always like the next thing that, that's happened, next thing you gotta do and there's still bills that need to be paid. It's still you got other family members to care for or worry about. If you got kids and you worry about take care of the kids and it's like yeah. homework it's cool yeah. stuff and it's like so it keep it keeps going yeah it's just Basically. one day at a time <laughs> just one day at a time that's what you can do exactly exactly now you got something else 
going on. Continuing uh, the hustle and the bustles, your your summit that's that's about yes, to pop on off. January twenty first, twenty twenty three, from eleven a.m. Eastern Standard Time to three p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will be having my second summit. It is the summit of the year. This summit is really touching on your eight dimensions of wellness. So we're talking about finances. We're talking about um, emotional, um, working on your emotional, spiritual growth and development. We're going to have somebody talking about vision boarding and how do you work on really creating the best vision board for yourself because you'd be surprised that some people don't know how to do it. Um, health and fitness. Um, and looking your best in 2023. And so this summit is really to inspire you. If you think about your New Year's resolution, everyone has a New Year's resolution. I want to lose five pounds. I'm going to save $10,000 and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, right? But we don't have the action. We don't have like smart goals, if you will. And so with this summit and why I do it right at the beginning of the year is because it gives you some time after that little fake New Year high of yeah, 2023 is going to be my year or this year is going to be my year for you to really sit and listen to, to folks to give you the tools and resources to truly make 2023 your best year, to truly use a lot of the tools and resources to really touch on your wellness, because that is important. You you have to start off the year hitting the ground running so that you could hit momentum and really kind of capture whichever one of those goals. If you want to be um, intentional and focus on one goal, then hopefully one of the speakers can help you manifest and, and master that. Oh, that's dope. That, how, how um, you selling tickets already or how, how could people? Be yeah, so them? we're, we're going to be uh, finalizing. Yeah, so we were just waiting for some speakers to finalize some stuff to do the promotion. Um, so that'll be coming up soon. Um, and I'll give you the link so that you can post it for the, um, for the tickets. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I definitely uh want to, I'm looking forward to it. Like I'm like already like yeah. setting up setting aside dates for possible conferences and yes, events and already. And yeah, exactly. And it's and it's virtual, so you could, you know, watch it from the comfort of your home. How is it set, setting up a a summit? <laughs> it takes months and months of planning. So literally um you know, once the summit is done a month later, you know, we're doing, you know, we, we send um, we send the survey out just to kind of get a capture of what people liked, what people didn't like, what, you know, what we could approve upon. And so by the summer, I'm already planning for the summit again um, back in January. So I made it my first one. I did it like at a, as a leap of faith. I felt something in my heart that was like, you know, I want to do a summit. And I did it. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, this this was great. So now I'm like, you know what, I'm going to make this an annual thing. Like this is, this is my thing to really continue to help heal. You know, my, my mission is obviously, you know, in social work where we go in and we want to like heal the world, but we know that if we transformed one person, you've transformed many. And that is my goal is that whoever participates and attends and whichever one of the speakers connects with you, if you've transformed one person, you've transformed many. Um, and that that is my goal is for us to really collectively just heal from all of these vicarious traumas, collective traumas, individual traumas, and experiences that everyone is going through. Well, that's, that's amazing. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, I'll definitely okay. uh, re reshare whatever links or or anything where tickets go on sale. So uh, 
I already got it. I already got the date on my phone <laughs> set aside. So uh, yeah, I have to keep holding in because I do have people from California speaking. So I'm like Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, I definitely go, go through with the podcast. Is the Eastern Standard Time like it's, <laughs> what yeah. time zone you're in? So yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 is it that you're not doing? Because you're doing a whole lot. <laughs> What am I not doing? I, I haven't been working out this week. So how about that? How about that? That's what I'm not not doing. That's what I need to be focusing on. It's like, you know, when I'm, when I'm taking care of myself physically, I feel so much better. Um, but you know, when you're, it's, it gets cold in the morning and it, you, know, you want to stay a little bit more in the warm. But well, it was like seven, seven degrees. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. Going the anywhere. way it's been cold. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You just want to be in your bed and then just like jump in and take a shower and come back and <laughs> run to work. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Exactly. And people getting hit with all this crazy snow that's been happening. And it's like, yeah. Insane. <laughs> yeah, that was so sad. What's been going on in the Erie County? Yeah. Um, describe, and it, it's not a one word answer unless it could be a one word answer but describe 2022 for you oh 2022 too you see how i said through because i'm too through with 2022 <laughs> <laughs> i said 2023 yeah through too through through with it uh 2022 was trying it um it was really trying i had you know personal stuff going on i had to take leave from work because um you know i worked in a residential was assaulted a few times by some different kids and like i had to take the time off you know for my own mental health um family stuff my son went away to college my father almost passed away on us like it's like so many different things but i also can reflect and look back and be like hey i traveled five times in 2022 um, I, I did my first international speaking engagement. I did my first, um, virtual summit. I took my first, um, weekend getaway by myself to like this really beautiful, like yoga retreat resort in New York and just like work, you know, just focused on myself. So there was a lot of different, different, beautiful pockets. I met amazing people, you guys, like from Latinx and social work, something that, um, I don't think I ever would have connected. And I know a lot of the different authors, we kind of connected and talked about it that unfortunately in with Latino social workers and especially people trying to climb up the ladder, it becomes sometimes, you know, and I don't want to give a bad name to all of us, but sometimes there's this like crabs in a barrel mentality. Mm -hmm. And um, I found myself that I really didn't connect a lot with um a lot of Latino social workers and connected in like professional spaces. Like I would know you, Hey, here referrals. Hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. We went to right. school together. But outside of that, there was not that community and connection. And so even if I've been invited and be like, Hey, join the NSW. Hey, join this, join this. I'd be like, eh, nah, I'm good. You know, because <laughs> um, you've kind of experienced those things, but I'm grateful that Erica was able to kind of bring everyone together. Cause I said no to her a few times for the book. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And then I ended up, you know, I was like, all right, fine. You know, I'm going to go ahead and doing it. And you know what? I don't regret it because I, I feel like even with our group chats where, you know, when I was going through my stuff with my dad, you know, everyone mm. was like, hey, you know, saying a prayer for your dad or if there's resources or how do you do this or how do you do that? Like just that community has been so helpful. I've had to learn to also um, cause I'm an introvert extrovert, so I can be very much of an extrovert and I also could be just an introvert and, you know, depending on people's energies, but right. I've the past two years, I want to say once I've stepped into like, you know, different coaching programs and group coaching programs, I've allowed myself to be a little bit, um, if you will, more vulnerable in, um, building different communities. And I'm grateful for that. So I have this community, there's like, you know, other communities that I, can send messages to or whatever, which, which feel really supportive. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that, but you know, it, it was, it was hard. I, as a Latina, I would say like, you, you wouldn't have caught me, <laughs> even though it was a desire. It's always been a desire for me to be like part of these different organizations or whatever. But for mm -hmm. some reason, I don't know why I, I think, and again, I've shared this with even different authors. Like we've had these conversations. I don't know why it's like we walk into these spaces and sometimes it's not like let's join together and let's do this together. It's more of like, you can't get it through. And this and exactly. this and this and yeah. that. You know, it's, it's not it's not community. And I'm grateful that Erica took a spin to it and has made it a community for us. Um, and it, and that feels good because in other spaces, again, I've just. If I don't feel your energy, then I walk out and I'm I'm fine. <laughs> I can do my own thing, you know. <laughs> why why did you say no a couple of times? Because I had done a um another group book, like literally a few months later, and I was still like processing from that experience, which was, you know, an intense experience. So I was just like, oh my God, to go through this process again. She was like, trust me, it's gonna be different. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. And then, you know, I caved in. I was like, all right, fine, I'll do it. I, when yeah. I when I saw like all the men in the book, I was like, "Where have all these men, <laughs> Latinx men, been?" <laughs> right. I, I, mm -hmm. I, this was like the most Latino men I've seen in twenty yeah. years <laughs> in social work. In like, the field, oh. right? Yeah. And I was like, where, where? I mean, I, where you been at? <laughs> exactly. It might. I can literally count on one hand. I don't think I. I still have fingers left over. Like the amount of Latino men I've like interacted with in the field, who are doing yeah. the work, but to see everybody in one shot, everybody sharing their story and sharing space. Yeah. It was uh, a beautiful thing and. Uh, our group chat is popping. <laughs> we gotta have like sub, sub, yeah. <laughs> like subgroups yeah. just to because it's too it's too much. <laughs> just to keep up, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, other than your yeah, summit, so the summit and um, the summit, um, twenty twenty three. You know what? I'm going in with um, I sent an email blast to um my email listing and I asked them to come up with your theme word for 2023 and that is my goal is to so my theme word is forgiveness so forgiveness in anything it's like not just um a person a particular thing but being more forgiving of myself with mistakes 
forgiving of others, forgiving of situations where we kind of like just hold on to so much animosity or anger, like even the most smallest thing, a flight that's delayed, this, Mm. this, like just kind of releasing and letting go and being more intentional. So I'm really walking into 2023 with an open mind and open heart just to see what, what comes up and what receives in it. So I have the summit in March, we're going to Texas and see whatever comes up, you know? Yeah, I don't know about Looking, I'm looking forward to to Texas. I definitely got to yeah. order a new Giants hat just just for, just for Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I already hit up. Yeah. I already hit up a, a friend of mine that live that live out there. Was a teacher. I was like, guess who's finally coming to Dallas? <laughs> Let's finally link up. So, <laughs> and by the way, I'm doing the summit, yeah. so you you need to come. <laughs> so, um, so, exactly. So, um, Looking forward to that. Look, looking forward to see. I just leave it in God's hands. Whatever I already put, whatever mm-hmm. I want, I want it out in the existence, and let God does His exactly. magic, and we keep rocking and rolling one day at a time. Exactly, exactly. Walking in without any control because <laughs> twenty twenty two, which I'm through with, just showed me that <laughs> all kinds of plans could get shift. You know. Yeah, I'm I'm limping my way to the finish line. I I had a good year, but I'm limping <laughs> limping towards the end. So it's like, <laughs> like I had a good, a good year. Why all this craziness happening at at the end? But it's all yeah, good. It's yeah. just like a few more days. A few more days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a few more days of it. Absolutely. Uh, so where can people find you? If people want to get in contact with you. Yeah, so you guys could contact me on my Instagram. I'm more active on Instagram than anything. It's at I am B-E-A-U-T-E-O-U-S me. I I am Beauteous Me. That's one of my pages. My therapy page is at Beauteous Mind underscore P-L-L-C. So B-E-A-U-T-E-O-U-S-M-I-N-D underscore P-L-L-C. You can find me on LinkedIn under Beauty Whitfield, B-U-D-Y-W-H-I-T-F-I-E-L-D. And I'm very responsive, so connect with me. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. It was great talking to you again. Thank you so much. Um, You know, I'm a phone call, email, message away. If you need anything. Yeah, thank you. Anything, anything, by all means, hit me up. Yeah. I know I appreciate you, Beth, and thank you so much for the opportunity and for being here and sharing this faith with you. Absolutely.